Welcome to another issue of The Ship It Show. I'm Matt Halverson, sitting in today for Rob Duffy, and I'm sitting here with friend of the show, Jenny Chenoweth, a recruiting consultant with Core Consulting. Yep. And today we're talking about managing relationships within a, an organization between tech people and non-tech people. And I think today we want to focus specifically on kind of the non-technical project manager who has moved into a role where you know, they're overseeing a, pro a tech project, some kind of piece of software, and they're like, oh my gosh, where do I start? I've never done this before. I've never talked to these kinds of people. Yep. So where, let, let's just start there. I imagine I'm that person. I say, help. Where do I start? What do I do? Yeah. So um, it's interesting because I am a, I'm a non-tech person living in a, in a technology world. I've um, always done recruiting for technology companies. So um, it's hard, right? Because you don't want to be the fraud. You don't want to be the one that's um, pretending to know the technology. I've worked with a lot of recruiters that have pretended to know the technology oh, no. as they're talking to an engineer, and um, an engineer can quickly read through that. So, um, you know, one of my first recommendations, or I guess advice that I give to someone starting out in a tech company that hasn't been in a tech company before. Um, you know, really the first thing to do is to show your vulnerability, mm -hmm. and I know that sounds counterproductive, but um, I found that the more you try and fake it, the more you're going to be called out on um, yeah. about that. So I ask a lot of questions. Um, I, I make sure that, you know, I started off with, hey, I'm coming in as the, the non-expert, but you are the expert, and I, I can't wait to learn about that from you. So. Um, uh, I had an interesting conversation one time with a client. He said to me, um, I, I started off the conversation with, I just want you to know that I'm not really familiar with your business. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, I just want you to know that before we start. And he said, well, that's kind of funny because I'm not familiar with recruiting and that's why I'm hiring you. <laughs> so it was actually an eye-opening um, statement to me because I realized that while I may not be an expert in technology, I am the expert in recruiting. So I can carry that conversation over and have a much more productive conversation by sharing the things that I do know. I think we have a tendency <coughs> to forget sometimes the things that we do know when we get so wrapped up in what we don't know. So right. that's a good reminder. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah it was um, it was just an eye-opener for me to be, oh gosh, I see, <laughs> he respects me as much as I respect him. Right, that's good, that's good. Um, so obviously you work a lot with engineers, recruiting engineers for the companies that you work with or the companies you consult for. What are some of the personality traits that I should, as a non-technical person, be aware of so that I know how to better manage those relationships? Yeah, I also grew up with a tech person. My father oh, yeah. was a software engineer, so okay. I was around that quite a bit. Um, yeah. And, you know, lo and behold, uh, my nine-year-old son is starting to lean that way. So. Um, and I see some of the tendencies that I see in the engineers that I yeah. work with, and a lot of times, um, and I, you know, I don't want to stereotype because they're not all this way, but there is a tendency to really take things um, uh, verbatim. So um, everything is really kind of um, literal. Literal for them, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you tell them that um, someone, or you know, someone needs to write a certain amount of lines of code, then they would want to know the exact amount of lines of code. Right. Um, whereas, you know, my personality is a much more kind of play it by ear type personality. And so I have to work with those engineers to make sure that I'm giving them specific um, uh, terminologies that they can, they can um, reciprocate because otherwise they'll end up 
uh, struggling with what the information is that I'm trying to, to uh, convey to them. Yeah. Along those same lines, we talk a lot about communication and mm -hmm. how to improve communication and the fact that I may not have, I may not prefer to receive information in the same way that my senior engineer of this project might. So what's a, do you have any advice on how to kind of navigate that and, and improving those the, the, yeah, the communication? Yeah, I think it goes back to what we were just talking about and um, talking a lot about more specific instruction on what they're looking for. Mm. Um, you know, for people that can take things with a little more ambiguity, that may be not the right place for a really um, process-driven engineer. Okay. So, um, trying to be as specific as possible when you're talking to an engineer is really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, I think they appreciate it and really ultimately that's what I'm trying to do is build that relationship with them and speak in their language as much as I possibly can without losing my own personality in the, in the transition. Gotcha. What about uh, no-nos? Like I'm thinking of, of friends who have told me about um, managing like a site outage at their company and they're not a tech person and they're trying to help out and they don't want to get in the engineer's <laughs> yeah. way and the engineers are just like dude leave me alone yeah so what what are uh, some things I should keep in mind trying to manage that kind of situation yeah don't fake it <laughs> right <laughs> again going back to um, know where your expertise lies and mm -hmm. let them know and they know where their expertise lies so mm -hmm. allowing them to be in charge of the things that really um, they are best at yeah. you focus on the things you're good at they'll focus on the things that they're good at and you will have a, a pretty good relationship that will happen there. they don't need to be reminded that the site is down they're, they're working they're on very it. they're very well aware <laughs> of that <laughs> what about and this is just kind of stepping back like a general question what makes for a good culture at, a, at, a, at an organization that does have such diverse groups of employees? Yeah, I think it depends on the organization. Um, I have a few different clients right now, and every single one of them has their own kind of culture. And most of them are startups, so they're still kind of growing and developing that culture. Mm -hmm. um, I think a culture is kind of a personality, a reflection of the personality of the company. Um, so, you know, the culture needs to be one that is conducive to um, the working styles of the employees that are employed there. So, while um, open environment is very popular today, maybe there are some introverts that need that room that they can go off to, or maybe they need the headphones that, you know, are noise canceling, and that's okay. Um, so, trying to figure out, you know, what what's what is the personality of your company and then how can you build a culture that reflects that personality? Gotcha, okay. And then just to wrap up, we're big on quick wins around here. Yeah. And so I know that the people viewing this, I know that just anybody in, new in this kind of a job is not going to be able to get it all down overnight. So what are some things that I can do tomorrow when I go to work if I'm that, that non-technical PM? Yeah, so um, I think there's a couple things. The first thing, again, as I go back to the vulnerability, mm -hmm. um, when you're having those those very open conversations with people and the communication, yeah. um, don't be afraid to show your vulnerability. Um, second is educate yourself. Well, you know, you can be vulnerable all day long. You should be making some sort of effort to move towards educating yourself. So whether that be, you know, attending industry events or going to workshops, yeah. um, or even um, you know reading periodicals or whatever is your pre preferred style of um, media intake. Um, uh -huh. That is um, 
I, I just highly recommend that you educate yourself so at some point it'll all start to click and you'll feel a little more comfortable around the technical people. And I have to imagine those technical people will appreciate the fact that you went out of your way to educate yourself instead yeah. of just leaning on them for everything, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like being in France and trying to speak French. At least you tried. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good place to stop. I appreciate you coming in, right, Jenny. Thank nice you so much. You. Thank you. Take care. Take care. <laughs>